You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Friday, May 28th, 2021, and it's time to head into your holiday weekend and close the week in style here on the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, your daily home for news notes and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And after you've listened to today's episode of Locked On Patriots, check out my colleagues, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson as they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, every team, and every move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank football and Foxborough. It is Friday, Patriots fans, and thank you for joining me here on today's episode. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there giving that weekend nod and saying how you doing to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, it's been an interesting couple of weeks in New England. The Pats have entered Phase 3 of OTA. Several familiar faces and new faces on the roster are practicing at Gillette. The famed worldwide leader has decided it wants to resurrect a 14-year-old non-traversy. And maybe I'm missing something here, but doesn't seem like that story is getting quite the traction that the worldwide leader hoped. Maybe, just maybe, that everyone except those with an axe to grind are kind of tired of that story. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And of course, lest we forget, the Julio Jones trade rumors have been the hot topic for more than a week now. And it really seems like everyone with a Twitter account in Patriots Nation suddenly has a source within the organization that says this is a done deal. Well, folks, that may be true. It might not be. But one thing is for certain. The Patriots will not, I repeat, they will not complete a deal for Julio Jones unless the price is right. Not just talking about the financial price, but also the capital that will be going back to the Falcons in this deal. Now, the Falcons are pretty cap-strapped right now, so it's highly unlikely that they would take on any type of significant contract in return, which likely means a package of draft picks. And according to ESPN's Diana Rossini, there are teams out there, notably the Tennessee Titans, that may have offered the Atlanta Falcons a first-round pick for Julio's services. That may be a little too rich for the blood of the New England Patriots, but stranger things have happened, and anything is possible in the NFL. But if the Patriots were to trade for Julio Jones, they're one of the very few teams in the NFL that could take on that type of salary without too much extracurricular activity, meaning having to cut players or maneuver salaries around. Theoretically, they could make it work within the cap. But considering I'm still a guy that does math on his fingers, you don't want the fiscal details from me. 
luckily for us here on the pod, to help us close the week in style is the doctor of Foxborough Finance 101, my good friend, the wizard of Benzon himself, the Pats Cat. Miguel Benzon will join us on the hot seat today. And Miguel will run down the intricacies of what a Julio Jones trade might look like and also what it might mean for the Patriots' financial situation, not just in 2021, but into 2022 and maybe even beyond. Miguel will also give his opinion on what the Patriots might do to clear cap space to operate during the 2021 season. The Pats do have over $15 million in available cap space, but the old saying goes you can never have too much of a good thing. And if the Patriots find a way to be able to maximize that cap value, they may do it, whether it be restructurings, whether it be some veterans that get their walking papers, or whether it be through trade, the Patriots will look at any and all options. That's already an action-packed agenda, but we're not done yet because Miguel will gaze into his Belichickian crystal ball and take a look at the 2022 cap situation for the NFL. Earlier this week, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network reported that the NFL and the NFLPA had indeed agreed to a cap ceiling for 2022. And Miguel has all the latest details on that and will tell you not only how it's going to affect the 31 other NFL teams, but most importantly, he's going to tell you how it might affect your New England Patriots. Last but certainly not least, in a segment that is unique to this podcast, I give Miguel the floor to be able to set the record straight on all of those erroneous cap reports or takes with a Z that are floating around Patriots social media courtesy of the uninformed. Folks, Miguel brings a style all his own to the pod, and when we talk closing out the week in style here on Locked On Patriots, it is that unique style of the Patriots salary cap top gun Miguel Benzon that will bring you into the unofficial start of summer and your holiday weekend. Talking Pat's Financials with the Pat's Cap when this Friday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, all of your UFC MMA action, and of course the NFL with the only place that has you covered and the only place we trust. Bet online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Before the start of your next favorite sporting event, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Head over to the website at betonline.ag and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the action. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Patriots fans, there is never a shortage of topics to talk about here in New England when it comes to your New England Patriots. Whether it be trading for wideouts, whether it be four-letter networks dredging up non-traversies from 14 years ago, or whether it be the team practicing during OTA for the first time in a long while on the Gillette Stadium football fields. There's always a lot to talk about, but the finances of your New England Patriots really continue to be the most poignant topic in and around Foxborough. And when it comes to the Patriots' bottom line, it's time to talk business. New England Patriots business. And when we need the definitive word on any and all things Patriots salary cap, 
we seek the wisdom and counsel of the great and powerful Wizard of Benzon. You know him as Pat's Cap. He is my good friend, Miguel Benzon, and it's always my honor to bring his wisdom and counsel back to the podcast today. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots, my friend. Thanks so much for joining me today. Always a pleasure. I love being hyped by you, Mike. I swear. <laughs> I just, it, you do wonders for my ego. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that laugh does wonders for all of our fa- Patriots fan base. Everybody loves it. It's infectious. It's a great way to take us into the holiday weekend. And I appreciate the compliment on the hype. Like I said, it always comes from the heart. Our man Doug joined me here yesterday on the pod, and he said that you are one of the great hype men in all of uh, uh, you know sports media. And I yes. do. I take that very seriously. Like I said to him yesterday, uh, probably a little of my 80s wrestling fandom coming out, uh, you know, that, uh, that ability to... Uh, to hype up, uh, you know, whether it be Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage or, you know, let me tell you something, brother, you know, it <laughs> gets you going. So <laughs> it's ready. But, you know, what gets me going is being able to share the microphone with great guests like yourself, man. Uh, anytime you come on, you always you raise the wisdom and counsel meter to levels that just break the needle off. And, you know, you always, always bring it. And as we speak, according to your calculations, yep. the Patriots are shown as having $15,096,845 in available cap space. And this accounts for the release uh, of fullback Danny Vitale, mm-hmm. which we heard about yesterday. It does not include the injury settlement for Leroy Reynolds. You've done an amazing job of pointing that out. It may be a few days before we really know what that injury settlement looks like. But I always take your calculations down to the dollar. Um, you, you do it better. Better than anybody in the business. And um, not only that, but you've also indicated that the Patriots do have one open spot on the roster now. Yes. You know, thus far in the offseason, Miguel, the Patriots have spent. They've spent in a way we haven't seen them spend in quite a while. Again, you're on top of every dollar. That's an incredible feat. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> this coming from <laughs> someone that still does math on his fingers. Believe me, folks. This guy does it, and he does it so well. But as much as the Patriots have spent... There is still a section of the fan base, a large section of the fan base, that's clamoring for the team to invest in one more marquee name. You know it. I know it. Julio Jones, wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. Miguel, this is a hot topic among Patriots fans. You've done an amazing job of breaking down the Pats' potential involvement in this trade, what the financial impact would be. So for the benefit of our listeners Walk us through a potential deal for Julio Jones with the Patriots and just what impact it might have on the Patriots this season and possibly even moving forward. Okay. So let's folks, let's get clear. Let's, let's kiss some stuff away. All right. For example, on W last Sunday, WEI has an, has a column saying if, if the Patriots had quiet Julio Jones, his cap number would be $23 million. That's folks. That's wrong. Because it, the signing bonus proration remains with the Falcons. If he was to join the Patriots right now, his cap number would be $15.3 million on, on the cap. All right. But he would kick off diversion, excuse me, off the top 51 list. Mm-hmm. All right. So the, who has currently a salary of $920,000. So $15.3 million minus. $920,000 is just a little over $14 million. All right? right. So then that's what his net impact would be on the Patriots. All right. And then if you redo his deal, all right, you can restructure, you know, convert most of his salary into a signing bonus. And you could drop his cap number all the way down to 
$8 million. So that'd be a savings $9.5 million. Of course, we're pushing that $9.5 million out into the future. All right. So that would make his cap hit in 2022, $16.25 million. Okay. He would have the same cap hit in 2023. All right. So -hmm. the question becomes, do you want to acquire Mr. Jones, all right, Mr. Julio Jones, for that kind of cap hit, not only in, in 2021 and in 2022, all right? And the Patriots could do it, all right? And But you got to decide if that's worth the investment, because remember, he's not, he's, there might be a bidding war for him, all right? And the right. Patriots don't, without, and the Patriots may not win a bidding war because they don't have as much draft capital as some of the teams that should go after them. All right. Like the, like, for example, um, uh, Mike, you could like the teams that should go after them of teams. He, like, for example, if I was the jets, if I was the Jaguars, I'd probably go after him just because he would make my new young quarterback better. But would he want to go to a bad team? Mm. All right. Then again, he doesn't, he, he doesn't have a no trade clause. So he he doesn't control where he goes, all right, and right. that's the thing. So he could go to the and as other things. And someone asked me this on Twitter. He he could restructure his deal anytime after he signs with the Patriots, all right. He has seventeen point three million dollars in guaranteed money. I'm, I I would doubt that he would give it up, but he could, right? Um, he could. I mean, he could just want wipe his slate clean. He's just like, if I'm done with, if he's done with the Falcons. All right, doesn't mean he could be done and like I'll play for anybody else for two million dollars a year. <laughs> we don't know what he. I don't know what he wants for for money wise, but let's just presume he wants he wants to keep the get around the same amount of money. We're talking for him for three years. We're talking about thirteen million dollars average. All right, mm-hmm. that put him around nineteenth among wide receivers. All right, and I said, well, that's a little high. All right. But I will argue that if you acquire Julio Jones, you not only made one position better on your on your roster, you've made four or five positions on your better on your roster because he becomes number one. So your, your former number one becomes your number two wide receiver. Your former two number receiver becomes number three and, and so on and so on. All right. So depending on how many wide receivers you're going to carry into the season, let's say you're going to carry five. All right. He makes all five positions better. So that so that cap hit for 2021, there's no but there's no one you can way you can improve five positions for a cost of five point eight million dollars right now. Right. So is it possible? Yes. I personally think would I go try to go get get them? I would. But do I think they're gonna win a bidding war? I don't. Yeah, good point. And I think a lot of people are coming around to that idea now, especially in light of the recent uh, reports from Diana Rossini from ESPN stating that the Falcons, at least what she's being told, the Falcons do have a offer for a first rounder on the table uh, for Julio's services in 2022. And reportedly that team is the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if the Patriots are willing to go that first round route. I'm not sure that they would do that. And if they if they're not, that may take them out of the sweepstakes. But Primarily, the way that you've outlined this in terms of a bidding war, in terms of how this works financially and what the impact would be financially, I think you've done a great job of outlining 
long, I've been a little more pessimistic than optimistic. And I've been very cautious to tell people I'm not uh, vetoing the idea. I'm certainly not, uh, you know, saying that there's no chance that it happens. There certainly is. But I think it may be a little less likely than some are being led to believe simply because the hype machine is in full effect. Everybody wants to see it. Everybody loves Mm -hmm. to see those photoshopped images of Julio in a Patriots uniform. It gets the fan base up and running. It gets them excited. But Stop and take a look at the logistics. When you stop and take a look at the logistics of things, it does create some issues. And Miguel has done a great, great job of of outlining that today. And I thank you for that because we need that level-headed wisdom and counsel, especially when it comes to these pie-in-the-sky type of um, reports that are out there. I'll say this about the Titans. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt Mike, but I'll say this about the Titans. All right? They don't don't spend cash. Um. If they did, they would have kept Malcolm Butler this year. They got they they decimated the secondary because they they freed up a ton of cash and cap. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. I and I think that first round pick is dependent on the on the Falcons eating some eating some of Mr. Jones' salary, Julio Jones' salary. Right. So that I mean, so the, that report is is pop is probably tr- is true. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think it has the full context of the offer, and I can't. I don't blame Diana for that. All right, right. I'm saying so. I'm I, I'm venturing right now. That's either I don't think it was for that that 2000. If it's for 2022, I think it's because the Falcons have eaten some money in the deal. And what I mean by that, they pre they they prepaid Mr. Jones some of his salary, 2021 salary, all right, and give him a signing bonus. Which means mm-hmm. they're going to have more dead money in 2022, and but in return for having more dead money in 2022, all right, they got a first round pick for them. Right. Or the other possibility is that future round, first round pick is for 2023. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I- Absolutely. And again, all things to be considered. And that's an excellent point is that we don't know the compensation details, all of the the, the details behind the scenes that are uh, associated with that type of an offer. So, folks, definitely, especially over the course of the next couple of days until the end of the day on June 1st and, uh, you know, June 2nd being really the first day that this would be able to be completed with the Falcons getting that cap relief that they've uh-huh. been seeking um, between now and the next few days over the weekend, uh, be very cautious about some of the reports that you read try to do the best you can go back take a look educate yourself one of the best ways to do it is to follow this man on twitter i know most of you are already but if you're not definitely follow him he's my source he's the only one i need and at that point uh you'll definitely always be spot on if you're listening to miguel and that leads me nicely into my next question for you my friend is that you and I both know that a Julio Jones trade would likely mean some additional moves from the Patriots mm-hmm. if they do pull it off, because it would leave them in a precarious cap situation, whether it be converting some of Julio's salary mm-hmm. into a signing bonus or whether it be letting go of some of the guys on the roster and or restructuring some of the guys on the yes. roster, whether they're required or not. Um, the Patriots are likely to do this. We hear the names all the time. The two prominent names that we hear all the time, Dante Hightower, Stefan Gilmore, just to name a couple. Those are the, if the Patriots want to create cap space, those are the guys to do it type names that you hear. Mm-hmm. Miguel, if the Patriots are looking to clear cap room for whatever reason, how do you believe they might do it between now and the start of the 2021 NFL season? 
I think they they would you could easily create cap space by extending Stefan Gilmore. All right. So he has a seven million dollar salary and also can has about seven hundred thousand dollars in roster bonuses. All right. Mm-hmm. You give him you 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 give him a big sign in bonus, lower his salary to the minimum, and then you lower and you lower his cap hit. All right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Dante Hightower. All right. You could you probably wouldn't want to go out for a guy who for Dante Hunter for a guy who opted out last year. You probably want to you probably just want to go extend him one more year. You would probably want to go. You wouldn't want to want to go long term deal. A long term deal would give you more cap savings, but a short term deal would limit how much cash dead money you would have. Right. All right. Um, you could do something with Devin McCordy. Mm-hmm. Because folks, his deal, his deal will void next in early March. So right now, I have him on the books of two thousand at uh, two thousand twenty-two at his dead money hit. Right. All right. I'm not because his deal automatically voids. So I'm presuming his deal voids. So they could do the um, the Patriots could do with Devin McCourty what the Saints did with Breeze at the end of his career. It just mm-hmm. move that void year up, extend that one more year. All right, and lower his cap hit. Right. All right. They could also do, and during, and they're probably not. It's probably too early to do this. Mm-hmm. All right. But let's just say they like how Trent Brown is playing. Yep. All right. They could extend his deal and lower his cap number. That's more likely to happen during the season. Yep. Than dur- before before the season. Right. right? Um, and then they'll get some cap space, folks. When Patrick Chung returns, um, excuse me, returns, retires on June second. <laughs> I can uh, sorry for that, Mike. Sorry for that mistake. No, um, it's okay. Okay, and then, folks, and I'll just say this: they'll get a little bit of cap space, not too much, a couple hundred thousand dollars, when they when the NFLPA figures out um, how many players attended all the workout sessions. Because, folks, they get each team is charged at the beginning of the league year $792,000, all right, for the off-season workout bonus because they presume all 90 players will attend 32 off-season workout sessions, all right? Right. And that's not going to happen for the Patriots, all right, mm-hmm. because some of these 90 players haven't been on the roster all for one had had just joined the roster. There's no way to get the get the, the attend all 32, all right? Right. Okay, so that's not going to happen. You got some rookies who don't who don't get the full full amount. They don't can't allow, they're not allowed to get to thirty two. They I think they get to twenty six. All right, mm-hmm. so they'll get some some money back. All right, um, and that's I think the Patriots have different ways of getting cash. And the other thing is somebody they some veteran. There's always besides we already had Edelman. We also had um, Patrick Chung retire. Mm-hmm. They say they, they things happens in three. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we right. another player retires, like a, a Hightower or Matthew Slater, or another veteran, some of the mm-hmm. one of those retires. That crazy that all kind of cap space for the Patriots. Right. Absolutely. And you know, there are so many ways to be able to create that, to be able to mm-hmm. uh, allow for cap space. And there are so many different creative ways that the Patriots have done it over the years. It's foolish to think that they won't do the same thing this time around. And you always bring the knowledge, bud. You always give our listeners an insight as to how things can be done, how those uh, you know maneuvers can be made and what the impact will be uh, not only this year, but even beyond, because you and I both know as well as anyone, the New England Patriots don't make moves 
moves in silos. Uh, they make moves with eyes toward the present without any question, but they always have that eye on the future. And folks, we are just scratching the surface with Miguel here today because he is on that short list of being the best of the best in all things salary cap. There's no question about that. That's why I call him the Pat's Gap Top Gun, the best of the best. But Next here on Locked On Patriots, Miguel is going to gaze into that Belichickian crystal ball a little bit. He's going to give us a quick look into the future and what the 2022 cap situation might look like. And of course, folks, you knew it was coming. You know we're waiting for it. In a segment that is unique to this podcast, Miguel will address some of those cap myths floating around and set the record straight. Do not miss this when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked on listeners, we've all heard the phrase often imitated but never duplicated. It's a part of the sports fans lexicon, and that's because only the best athletes and sports teams can provide you with the best possible moments. And in that vein, the only ones who could provide the best healthy, low calorie and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. That's right, folks. I'm talking about Built Bar because no one can do it like they do it. Built Bars are available in a multitude of delicious flavors, 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're not only low calorie and low sugar, but also high protein and high fiber. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. So don't delay, do it today. Prepare your taste buds for wow and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Folks, again, Miguel Benzon, the Pats Cap himself, joins me here on Locked On Patriots today, closing out the week in style, my friend. And Mm -hmm. insight you can only find here from Miguel, folks, and... Miguel, earlier this week, uh, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network reported that the NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to a salary cap ceiling of $208.2 million for the 2022 season. Mm -hmm. I know we haven't even begun 2021 yet, but there's always an eye on the future when it comes to the NFL. And Tom noted that this is not currently, right now, there is not currently a an agreed-to cap floor. Uh, That final cap figure will not be set until next February, but Mm -hmm. the ceiling for 2022 is nearly $30 million more than the $182.5 million cap set for 2021. Now, obviously, we expected that spike a little bit in future revenue. The league, following a season that was just primarily played without any fans in attendance, COVID-19 put a serious dent into that. You had to think that 2022, you were going to see a projected spike, and it's expected. Miguel, it's still very early, and believe me, I'm not putting you on the hot seat by any stretch in this question, but what type of an impact might this agreed-upon cap ceiling have upon the NFL, specifically the New England Patriots? Okay, I know that the, the, the Tom has said the word ceiling, all right? I just, I'm pretty sure, I'm right now going on a hot seat, willing to be wrong. I think that's what the get number is going to be, mm-hmm. all right? And I, I think it's going to be the 2022 cap number for league cap number is going to be 200.8 million dollars, 208.2 million. What the number Tom said. All right. What does okay. that mean for the Patriots? That's great news for the Patriots. All right. right? And I'll, the reason I'll say that before this, before this bit of news, 
everybody was projecting somewhere that the 2022 capital is going to be between 198 and 203 million dollars this is a 5.2 million dollar increase mm-hmm. all right 5.2 million dollars gets you a couple of players right. right buys you you know that just helps the t- helps the patriots all right um i can't tell you when right now none of us know at this moment what's the re- the patriots adjusted cap number all right mm-hmm. all right and when i want to talk about that because that's the number that really counts Right. right. And an adjusted cap number is the league cap number plus the the amount of carry, cap space you carried over from the prior year plus the incentives adjustment. All right. Right. Right now, the Patriots have about $15 million in cap space. Will they carry that amount of $15 million to next year? It's doubtful. All right. Mm-hmm. They usually they carried over a lot of cap space last year because of the opt outs. All right. Right. They usually and they usually carry over somewhere to three to five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just say let's just go five million dollars. All right. So that now that makes the adjusted cap number two hundred for the Patriots two hundred thirteen point two million dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's. I don't know. We don't know right now what players will earn their incentives. All right. They, the Patriots, the Patriots have players have a total about they could earn that each player earns all their incentives. That's thirty three million dollars. Right. Okay. Of course, some of the, that that can't happen because you got a couple of players at the same position. So the, the, obviously, they one of them is at the incentive, and the other one can't. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So we don't know which what that incentives adjustment is going to be. But let's just say Cam Newton gets all of his all of his incentives. All right. That's going to be a negative impact on a 2022 cap, but it also means the Patriots won a Super Bowl. Right. Okay. All right. So there is a down. I mean, so it's possible that 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 213 could be less than that. If a lot of yep. players earn, not likely to burn on incentives. It also is also could be possibly higher than that. Right. All right. If some of the players who have likely to bring your insurance don't earn on that. We don't know that right now. None of us know right. that. But yep. I would I would like if you want to don't use folks for now, if you want to try to guess what the Patriots cap number is for 2022, don't use a 208.2. I would use two 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 thirteen point two. Because the Patriots the Patriots have shown have a history of ending the cap of the league year with five million with five million dollars in cap space. All right, and and I'll just say this. Well, so right now I got with four. They have about forty six players signed for the two thousand twenty two season. All right, mm-hmm. and let, and after each year they always sign players from the practice squad to future deals. All right, so let's just say they sign this. Let's just say they sign ten of them. Right, the, the salaries and they all sort of rookie de- and they all have a rookie deal for the two thousand twenty a rookie salary for two thousand twenty two. All right. right. So that gives me 51 players on the roster. All right. Mm-hmm. My total cap commitment. Right. And if I'm presuming that Devin McCourty's deal is voided and I have some dead money from Patrick Chung's retirement. All right. Yep. I got about two hundred and eight million dollars, two hundred point eight million dollars in total cap commitments. Mm-hmm. All right. And so they get the two thirteen that gives the Patriots about 13 million dollars in cap space. But they have a full roster, right? All right, with and, and some of the players I list have on the uh, probably won't make the team on 2021, which will create cap space. All right, but let's just say 
Right. They needed cap space in 2022, all right? Mm-hmm. And Hunter Henry or Matthew Judon played well in 2021. You get converts. You can convert some salary, some of their salary, into signing bonus. All right. Mm-hmm. Or like say Nelson Aguilar blows up. He his last year in his deal in 2022. You can extend him and save him cap space. All right. So you have some ways in 2022 to create cap space. And I should right. say, I, my number. I'm presuming that Jacoby Myers is going to get a second round tender. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And that's for the other thing about. Um, so that's and that's the other thing that that's helpful for the players with this 200. The higher the cap is in 2022, right? right. The more money RFAs get because mm-hmm. the the their RFA tenant is a, based on the increase in the salary cap. Right. So he all the RFAs are to get about a 14 percent increase from their counterparts in 2021. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So like literally, so Jake Bailey, all right. Because he was a pro bowler, right, he earned a proven performance escalator. His 2022 salary, Mike, right, and this is one of these nuggets I, I'm, I'm going to share right now on, on, on the podcast. I bet you none of these beat writers out here, folks, are, are going to say this until unless I listen to this podcast for a while. His salary is going to be close to $4 million next year because wow. he's going to get, yes. Yep. All right. Makes sense. Uh, Okay, because he he's got that he earned that proven performance escalator by getting the pro Pro Bowl. All right, so I have him at, at that money. I also have Jacoby Myers at that money, and um, I have Gunner getting the low RFA tender, and that's about two point three million dollars. So let's just say Gunner doesn't make the team. That's two million about two million dollars about a million and a half comes off the cap space. All right, right. but everyone else I had I, I was presuming those. Myers and Gunner will get RFA tenders. So, so that's why my number is a little bit higher than some websites, all right, for the mm-hmm. 2000 total cap, cap payments. I, the Patriots going to be in good shape as of now in 2022. I could see them being in bad shape if a lot of players earn not likely to burn incentives. But the, mm-hmm. the, but the, if that is true, that means they they done well, which means the Patriots probably did well. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, there's that. Okay, there's a price it's for true. success. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. There is a price for success. You're absolutely right. And you know what? The insight that you're able to provide, especially when it comes to 2022, knowing that this is not going to really affect anybody for at least a year, if not beyond, is really amazing the way it all comes together. Excellent insight on Jacoby Myers and his salary and what that's going to entail. Excellent insight on some of the non-likely to be earned incentives and how they could adversely affect the Patriots. But mm-hmm. the trade-off is, is if they're earning those, it means the Patriots are likely successful and maybe making a deep play off run and at that point you have to think that the Patriots brain trust will say it was worth it uh you know to be able to compete uh you know short term and and to be able to do what they need to do but the Pats always have an eye on the future bud we know that and they will continue to do that and something tells me that even if their cap situation looks precarious at times they'll find a way to be able to uh, to make it work because that's simply what they do and all they have to do is listen to you they listen to you they'll be all set I'm I've said that from now until <laughs> uh you know the end uh, I will 
continue to say that. All they need to do is just follow you, listen to you, put the man on staff, and he'll be able to do anything you need to do. <laughs> Last but not least, buddy, one of my favorite parts of having you join me here on this pod is your ability to identify some of those erroneous cap reports out there. You've already debunked a couple, talking about the Julio Jones trade, talking a little bit about 2022 cap. Um, but I know there are still some that stick oh, yeah. in you know, the back of your mind a little bit. And I know there's some stuff you need to get off your chest. So, Bud, in your infinite wisdom, the floor is yours. Set the record straight. Tell us what's right and what's wrong when it comes to the salary cap situation for the Patriots and even the NFL as a whole. Okay, so, folks, it's been a while since it's been on my show, all right? So, I think between the last time I was on the show and now, we had – I, I love – I'm going to mention the guy's name. I love his work on, on ESPN, Dan Ovalowski. Right. Mm-hmm. He had mentioned in the in talking about the Patriots, he talked about how much money it would take for them to sign their draft picks. Right. He was and he just added up all the cap numbers and said the Patriots could lose about twelve million dollars in cap space for signing the draft picks. I I I immediately DM someone from ESPN saying, Can I work, can I work for you guys part time? Do you guys need someone to help you with the salary cap? <laughs> right. Okay. Because it's literally because he's. It's, it's, You've got my guys, endorsement, man. <laughs> okay. Because you guys, he didn't take it in effect, the top 51 rule. All right. And right. I'll just say this don't have to even have to take my word for it. Just go on to, I'm gonna, after sometime today, after, the, after we finished recording this, I'm going to tweet out a link to the NFLPA salary cap page. All right, you could see the numbers change after a draft pick gets signed. All right, for example, when Trey Nixon's got si- got signed by the Patriots, the Patriots cap did not go down by his cap number of six hundred eighty-four thousand six hundred sixty-nine dollars. It went down by twenty-four thousand six hundred sixty-nine because his salary is his cap number is too small to be in the top fifty-one list. All right, so only signing bonus operation. Ca- ca- Counted and what I mean by the top 51 list during the offseason, only the salaries of the players with the 51 highest cap numbers count against the cap. For the guys who are not in the top 51, only if they have a signing bonus proration, any roster bonuses of offseason workout bonuses count against the cap. For example, I'll just I talked about Trey Nixon, only a signing bonus proration will count against the cap. Let me talk about another player who's been on the roster for a while. Um, for example, Harvey Lange was just signed to a deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, no, no. He's a bad example. He's in the top 51. Sorry. Um, Alex Remnant, he was just signed to a deal. So what it counts against, what is commonly counting for him is his $40,000 signing bonus and his $26,471 in active roster bonus. His $850,000 doesn't well, does not count necessarily now. It will if he makes a 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. But right now, it counts his $850,000 salary counts zero against the cap, right? So Dan just looks up, looked up all the cap numbers for the for the Patriots cap hits and just gave that $12 million total when it's actually about $3.2 million, all right? So that was one thing I want to get off my chest, right? And folks, you could just – don't have to take my word for it. Just go on the NFLPA and just look at the changes every day and look at the changes as after a team signs a draft pick. All right. Mm-hmm. right. The second thing I wanted to talk about is I love Michael Lombardi's GM shuffle thing. All right. I know he was in the front office. All right. And I've been trying to tell people it's the June 2, June that, that, that matters. He says on his podcast, June 1. Oh, my gosh. 
Mike. <laughs> I, so that's why I, I earlier today, I um I I tweeted out the picture. Uh, I quoted out. I sent a screenshot of the CBA. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I, so it came right directly from the CBA, and then Mike then repeats something else I've been hearing that the June first date has been important for the Compix. Okay. And I'm saying, I know Mike has not, I don't know when's the last time Mike worked in the business. All right. But I will tell you this, it changed in 2016. It used to, back in the day, for uh, it used to be June 1st, used to be, hey, after you can sign any play after the, after June 1st, and he wouldn't count against the Compex formula. All right. Right. <laughs> it changed in 2016. Okay. It's 2016. It then became, it was May 10th. And I focused on them. I was like, I, I, and I, and somebody on some beat writers have said this on, on Patriots. I'm like, really? How did you forget about LeGarrette Bunt? Now, I know I'm a geek mm. and this is what I do for a hobby. All right. But you forgot about LeGarrette Blunt getting a, a tender on May 10th in 2017. So he would still qualify in the compulsory pick ca- calculations. All right. Didn't I? I'm like thinking, how did you not? If you forgot that, okay, maybe forgot that. <laughs> but for that, but but it's since 2016, and the NFL sends out a announcement every time free agency begins. So 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, six right. announcements, and these guys, beat writers, I get it's in the announcement, and when these guys stop qualifying and for the comp picks, and they and they got it wrong, and and they still say June first. Right. I'm like, oh. <laughs> amazing yeah, i'm just, i'm just it really is. i'm literally folks you can't see me but i'm like i i'm just shaking my head i'm like yeah. it's in the announcement and so if you folks there's a website called nflcommunications.com right so there's some stuff that's out there that's free to the public and you don't need to log on yep okay so you for example on so if you were to go over the page and scroll back to the announcement the press releases Go look for the date for March. What was the first day of the league year? 2000, was it 18th or 17th over this year? I just, man, the pandemic just got me all fired up. Fried up. Uh, uh, whatever was the, first... the uh, I believe this year, I think it was the 14th. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't remember, Mike. You think I would remember <laughs> as a captain and I wouldn't geek, I would remember, but I'm just, okay. <laughs> whatever. You get to see it in the announcement that, all right. Um. So those are the, I, I had three things I wanted to talk about about setting the record straight. So it's a June first date on it applies to June second date is the real demarcation date. The comp thing, comp pink thing. All right, and um, oh Jesus, my goodness gracious! But I, I mentioned three things and I can't remember now. I'm getting old. <laughs> 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 well, talk about I do stand corrected. The league year did start on the on March seventeenth, so uh, you okay. were correct. I was wrong, so I'll take a lap for that one. But uh, you deserve the uh, the kudos for that. Carry on, my friend. <laughs> okay, so that's all I, I got for like setting the record straight, and um, so that's all I got. You know what, though, Bud, it is absolutely refreshing to hear, and it's really, it's always, always a pleasure when you join me here on the microphone because you do set the record straight, whether it be uh, for signing a, a a rookie class, which you've done several times, or yes. setting the record straight when it comes to certain dates, certain things that need to happen, how much can-
cap space is needed, how, uh, you know, how viable the cap is to league business, to team business. Uh, we hear it all the time. We hear it debunked or we hear it uh, not really debunked, but we hear it lessened or we have its significance uh, challenged or questioned on so much uh, of uh, media and especially terrestrial radio. But uh, we know uh, from your great work that that's exactly what happens each and every time. It's such a vital part of what we do. And it's such a vital part of why you're, in my opinion, one of the greatest, if not the greatest follow in Patriots Nation. Folks, the great Miguel Benzon never disappoints points when his wisdom and counsel graces the airwaves here on locked on patriots i could not be more honored or more humbled for him to join me my friend thanks so much for joining me and helping me close out the week in style here on locked on patriots folks follow miguel at pat's cap on twitter i always say this i'm gonna keep saying it i call him the top gun he is the top gun the plaque for the alternates it doesn't exist because he has no equal Bud, what can I say? Before I let you go, please let everyone know what they can expect in the coming days, weeks, as we inch toward the beginning of the 2021 season from your great voice, your great pen, and anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before signing off today. Well, I'll be on Twitter at Pat's Cap. Um, I expect a couple of more rookie sign- – we got three more si- draft picks to sign. We got um, Ronnie Perkins, Christian Barrymore, and Mac Jones still, still left to sign. We're going to get some cap space when Patrick Chung retires on June 2nd. I do think that there'll be a slowdown in transactions between now and the beginning of training camp in late July. I hope to see some of you guys at training camp. So if you know my laugh, you can easily find me in this dance. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I can tell you that from personal experience. Miguel found me in training camp one time just by doing the laugh. I was over you know, in the roped-off section in the media, and all of a sudden I heard him start laughing, and I went right over to him. He's, he is a great, great follow. He's a great guy to meet in person. If you are in uh, uh, the area for uh, training camp this year, I highly recommend it. But I look forward to seeing you at camp this year. And uh, in the meantime, please continue to stay safe, stay well, Thank you for helping to educate the masses in Patriots Nation with your great wisdom and counsel. And we look forward to talking ball with you again here on the pod very soon. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. I just, it's always a pleasure for me. I just love coming on the show. I just, I, and I, I listened to Dougie's show yesterday. I just finished right, right while I was mulching. And I thought <laughs> it was a great show. I mean, it's always, a good, I love listening. You're my favorite daily podcast. Um, I just love coming on. It's, it's just awesome. Sorry. <laughs> well, you are one of the big awesome parts about this podcast. And believe me, the honor and the privilege is all mine to share the microphone with you, my friend. That's why we keep having you on. You are part of the Locked On family here. And uh, it's, again, it's just, it's one of the highlights of my job to be able to share the microphone with you regularly and not only talk Patriots football, but just to be able to to talk to you in general. Um, a great analyst, uh, an even better man, and, uh, and a great friend. Uh, thank you, bud, for always being there for the handoff. And again, we look forward to talking with you again very soon but the honor and privilege is all mine all right take care and go pats and so patriots nation we put a bow on the week that was here on the locked on patriots podcast and i sincerely thank each and every one of you for joining me here this week 
It's always my honor and my privilege to bring you the latest news notes and analysis from Foxborough. But here on the Locked On Podcast Network, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But when it comes to your favorite football team in Foxborough, make sure that you're not missing a second of the action. Download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as the Odyssey app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Miguel, the Pat's Cat Benzon, for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you all so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until next week, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone.